last time on Downton Abbey. Robert smacked Brickers in the face when he found him in Cora's room. Patmore is looking to buy a cottage. And Charles Blake hatched his plan to rid Gillingham from Mary's life. We'll find out what's going on with all that and more this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. back yeah from uh, uh, an eventful intense, wrestlemania weekend well, yeah, intense i was, was going to refer to our podcast last week as a oh yeah the mix match challenge number three thanks again to the space sorceress for uh inevitable loser of a team of carlisle, carlisle and o'brien yeah but i think as far if, if we ever had like a wild card tournament and changed the parameters mm-hmm. a team like that could go far that's true that is true like a free-for-all at the end of this uh, like a Royal Rumble. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, she won our contest. Uh, she posted on Instagram, and uh, we are sending her a care package. So uh, yeah. The Lord of Grantham hook up the fans. We we try to be there, you know? We uh, we went to Axis at WWE over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, as we record this, it is uh, WrestleMania is but hours away. So. Yeah. Picked up yeah. a prize there. We did. We went to the WrestleMania Access, which has a superstar Daniel Bryan pointed out. We paid to go to a store. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then we went to NXT later and lost our minds. Yeah. So, well, I, I would say there's we we watched some of at Access the World Collide tournament. Yes. So if you want to hear your boys hooping and hollering in the yeah. background, NXT Takeover, we're in a crowd of what like fifteen thousand something like that. Yeah, fifteen twenty thousand. A packed house going nuts. But if you yeah. want to hear us. Probably hear actually hear us go watch the Worlds Collide tournament when it comes yeah. to the network. It was it was so satisfying going to that NXT show on Friday night though. We were losing our collective minds because it was the culmination of a, a two year storyline of a man trying to get the championship belt. And yeah. I don't I don't think you're gonna hear Dave and I get that wild in an event until the Downton Abbey movie premieres in <laughs> we'll September. Be and hollering in the theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know that'll conclude with. Dave probably throwing me through the screen there, and that's just the end of the podcast right there. That I mean, you got to get some height. How high up is a movie screen? I don't know. I, you're just you, yeah. You throw me. You throw me up in the air. I just go flying I through. Gotta, it. Yeah, I got to hire. I got to start powerlifting we, or something. Yeah, we don't even record the final episode reviewing the movie. It's just going to be uh, if that is the final episode of this. But it's yeah, just going to be knows? yeah. Who knows? Maybe there's a surprise season that we haven't watched. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see when we get there. It's just a lot more hooping and hollering in store. Yeah, well, Corey, and remember, we need to use our names more often. That's right. To appease our fans who think we sound alike. Yeah, Dave. So, I put on my fire stick, which is my preferred method of watching Downton. Yeah. And I sent you the video, and yeah. I will I will plug in the audio right here. <laughs> So as you heard, uh, mm-hmm. it just went 
like half speed yeah and i couldn't couldn't tell if you're telling me showing me a prank or something because sometimes you'll send me videos on snapchat of the show with music you're overlaying over it from like wrestling or like rock music or whatever but this wasn't a prank this has actually happened yeah it was you know it didn't happen for me yeah and i just sat there and i said this is a joke and i turned i restarted the fire stick yeah did it again that's weird. So I had to watch on my PS4, which uh, real wonky controls on the PS4, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, one thing I realized actually this past week I should have been taking notes on is that when you press pause on IMDb or on the Amazon, it shows the IMDb like credits of who's yeah. in the show. I should have been taking because like you know we spelled Lady Sybil's name wrong in the past, and uh, it just helped for knowing like oh that's how you spell that. Name. Well, I didn't realize that Mr. Drew is technically D R E W E until watching it really? this week. Oh, I've been, that's yeah. only because I watched the credits and actually paid attention because I was like mindlessly trying to figure out my power rankings as the show wound down. Really? When do you do the power rankings? I'd usually do it immediately after the episode. Yeah, same. But I was like sitting there like, hmm, you know, yeah. I always try to figure work things out <laughs> sometimes i always pre- i forget to do the power rankings and it's like a day later oh yeah <laughs> uh oh that thing yeah well, i think that's one of the perks of writing writing my notes is that i always need to leave enough room for it yeah not that i ever really like well you know sometimes i i do two full pages of notes right uh, speaking of notes i'm on my third notebook for this show wow dave yeah that's that's a lot man yeah and and i guess you know speaking of milestones yeah we got our third notebook we crossed a threshold this week 10 thousand listens what (laughs) that's that's a lot of listens i hope they're they're real people listening um not the machines yeah uh, (laughs) learning from us (laughs) one one week i think some some listener in the united states accidentally left us on repeat or something we got like oh yeah like hundreds and hundreds of plays that week whoever that was who accidentally did that do it again yeah, yeah, just keep juicing the stats for us, you know. Yeah. We, we want that advertising eventually. I, yeah, we, I mean, we chose you, our path. Yeah, you may you not want leave the, it on loop. Yeah, you may not want the advertising, but we want the advertising. We want those dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, so speaking of choosing your path, let's get into this episode. <laughs> okay, let's choose our paths. Um, but yeah, Dave, you take all your notes by hand. I put them all on my phone, which is taxing on my my hands as well. I have to pause frequently because I can't keep up. Oh, I have to pause. I mean, I pause and rewind oh, okay. too. Yeah, I mean, same. it's not quick. Right. But uh, how's this going to be when the movie comes out? Are we just going to be jotting notes in the theater? I think we're gonna. We're gonna. It's gonna be different. We're gonna have to do just like gut reactions, and then maybe see it a second time. We may have to see it a few times. Actually, speaking of movies, we have to see. There's one coming out this month. Later this oh, month. Oh yeah, that was posted in the Lords of Grantham Lounge on Facebook by our friend Estelle. Uh, there was a movie starring Elizabeth McGovern, Elizabeth McGovern, uh, Cora from Downton Abbey, written by Julian Fellows, That's and it's right. a, it's a period piece. I think we have to see this. I guess so. Is this going to be like immediately streaming, or are we going to have to go to the theater? For I think it? we may have to go to the theater, but this is a good dry run to see how we do the Down Abbey movie, maybe for note taking. That's true. Well, in, in fairness, when we did do the movie club, which was what Turn of the Screw and Guernsey mm-hmm. Literary Potato Peel, we kind of just party society. It. Yeah. I took like a, a line of notes. I was like, this isn't going to work. Yeah, no, you can just sum up a movie because it's just two hours. Talking, yeah, talking about yeah. a movie. So we'll we'll but get speaking that of summing up things that well, are, let's choose our path. Yeah, <laughs> the juice is no longer loose. The juice has been cons- the juice is actually saline. <laughs> yeah, well, what the heck is saline going to do for you? Not it's it's, it's fake. Yeah, it's, yeah, he was conned. Yeah, again. So, yeah, okay, spoiler alert. 
we're jumping into this episode. Yeah. Thomas looking frail and ghostly like a Tim Burton Wh- Which character. is so good. It's just like, Thomas, you're not looking well. I've never felt better as he looks like he's decomposing in front of the... <laughs> yeah, he's darker on the eyes. a bone or something like and that. And then Bates is like, you never looked worse, man. Oh, that's, that's a great line. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, thank God I don't care what you think, Bates. Yeah. Busted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, once again, you know, we've seen Thomas before get swindled when he bought plaster instead of, uh, was it, flour. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, all the the rations, the yeah. war rations. But he's been swindled again and choosing his path. Yep. So um, he he confides in Baxter to help him get over this problem because mm-hmm. she's the only one that actually knows about it. Because uh, right. Hughes found the ad or the magazine, gave it to Baxter. Mm-hmm. Baxter saw it, and Barrow was like, "Don't even look at that." <laughs> yeah. So. The juice is meant to curb his homosexuality. Uh, that's why I assume so. I mean, he, he kind of, yeah, he's not specific, but yeah, that's definitely what it is. So he goes to London when he said he went to go see his dad mm-hmm. and got electroshock therapy Yeah, to cure it. And the follow-up is pills and shots of... of Saline. This, whatever it is. And, and, they sh- and, and so he shows this rash that's like kind of growing on his... His butt. That, that is the most skin we'll ever see on down. I was a little scandalized, honestly. You saw a little butt. <laughs> yeah, just like a little chub of butt peeking <laughs> little, out of the britches. All infected. <laughs> yeah. But I like how quick it is that um Well he, he you know, he he tells Baxter, like, come in here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Okay. And then he's like, I gotta show you something. She's like, she plays it cool. She's like, nothing I haven't seen. Let's do it. Yeah. And Unbuttons his pants. Oh boy! Uh, and then we see his uh, his old his butt has a, <laughs> a little has like bit, a little bit <laughs> has like a nasty infection. Yeah, because he's shooting up in the same place with the same needle. Yeah, he's not cleaning the needle at all. Like what an idiot! <laughs> like whoever told you about this path, man, is not not a smart man. Yeah, so they go to Doctor Clarkson, of course, and it's like a smash cut to him walking out from behind a curtain, and it's like, well. You'll be better if you just don't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, just stop injecting your butt with this stuff, man. Which is funny because you know we kept saying juice is loose, but literally you inject juice into your butt if you want to get like strong and everything. So yeah, that's literally what he's been doing is pretty much just injecting himself with roids. But, but Clarkson has, I think Clarkson has a very, a particularly, particularly great scene. Yeah, where he's like, I don't blame you for what you're doing, and like he know he gets it immediately. Like mm-hmm. he's tra- trying to change the way he is, right? Clarkson's like, you just got to keep being you as best as you can be you. Yeah. Which we don't see Clarkson be truly insightful and wise often. Mm-hmm. And he is here. So yeah, just kudos to uh, Clarkson here. Yeah. And then that's really it, Tom. Well, just they, kinda... <laughs> they place a pin on it when they're walking outside in the rain. Baxter says, you know, you're brave for putting yourself through all that pain. <laughs> and uh, Barrow says... You're really daft, aren't you? <laughs> Which is, I think, the correct response. Like, he ain't brave. He's a dummy. It's like he has all these opportunities to make, like, a face turn. Yeah. And he never quite does it, but you're always on his side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and feel his plight, but it doesn't excuse his behavior. It's like, okay, he's got a high threshold for pain, I guess. I guess that's brave, but it's just like, also, he's just an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, best wishes you to Barrow and going down your path, man. Yeah. Uh. Where do we go here? From here? Well... I, I feel like this is a, this is a, a pretty um, how do you say it? this is an important episode. A lot moves, lot and a lot of characters, a lot a lot happens. Well, 
I I was a little confused. So after Bates has that comment, like he never looked worse, he's like rummaging around downstairs, and I thought it was because he was looking for something on Barrow, but it was because Anna asked him to look for something. Well, he's back at his cottage. Right. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't place that. That's so dingy. So yeah, I was I was a little um confused as well because I thought Anna made some comment like get something get some, the first aid kit for yeah for Barrow because he doesn't look good. I I a little confused too, but yeah, he's looking for I guess it was like a sewing something or something. Other. And he comes up upon the Mary Love. Yeah, Stoped. That's uh, the book that uh, Anna went to get for Mary to mm-hmm. inform her about how to have premarital sex in a safe way. So he is rightfully upset. Yeah, no baby baits. Yep. Yeah, that's what it does. That's how he interprets it. Is that you know she just doesn't want to have a have baby with him, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, I thought you wanted a baby. <laughs> Well, it's like the scene where I was going to put like, a baby in you. He's cleaning or something, or, or like getting clothes ready, and and Anna walks in and she's like, "Why are you being so upset?" You oh, bitch! I found over there. <laughs> <laughs> it was this book. He, he definitely, he definitely but purrs. We see Bates get like serious. Yeah, serious. Because he wants. I. But the funny thing is, we never seen this. I mean. You expect maybe he does want kids, but we've never seen that from Bates about him wanting kids. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine how he's going to be as a father. I'd, I'd fear for that child, Dave. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about you. Uh, I, it, well, he's he's like you don't want me to be a father because you think I'm a murderer, <laughs> which is like I guess a fair assumption. <laughs> he's a, he was spent time in prison. Yeah, he threw people. He's punched people. He's he is a, he's a veteran too. Yeah, like keep in mind, he's, this is a guy who's seen life, right? Uh, but this actually kind of resolves quickly because he's like, "Look, I was going to go to London to kill Mister Green. Believe me, I was going to do that, but I didn't." Oh, what? I did. So <laughs> I guess Dave was right in that. Actually, I wasn't right because I said it was going to be some stupid cop out where he bought her like a cake or something <laughs> dumb like that. Yeah, but yeah. he just almost did and then didn't. Yeah, and the proof is in that untorn ticket. Yeah. Which Boom. is so dumb. Like, why didn't you tell this to Anna before when, whenever it seemed like she had because doubts? Because he didn't want to reveal that he knew it was green the whole time. But come on, man. You're, you got a toxic relationship at that point. But at that, I think Anna, like, coming clean and then, like, being finally being honest and open with each other. Bates talking about, like, I knew the day it happened. <laughs> I knew when he came back and said that he went, up, went downstairs for the concert. Like, you see, like, Bates is like, Mm-hmm. boiling over in a way that's like therapeutic right this is real good bass and anna yeah i think it's awesome yeah and it, they're on the same but what i also think is funny is anna never tells her why she has this book yeah yeah that's, so like that's you, true you think one of the reasons that she's doing it is obviously for lady mary's integrity and yeah that's really good that she never tells her spouse because that's i tell true. my girlfriend about all the crap that happens at work <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to tell me tell her about all the premarital stuff that you do because <laughs> you don't want kids. Uh, <laughs> and it's a conversation you have with your girlfriend every week. Um, but, yeah, yeah, but I feel like there's a trust thing, and it's in Anna trusts yeah. her relationship with Lady Mary on the same level that she trusts her husband, which I would not have guessed. But yeah, sure. It's such a deep pullback to be like, you know, this is like no, not in like late season five to go back to the early season four. Like I knew from that concert, like, Oh yeah, there was a concert going on when that well, happened. I mean, yeah. It's kind of a hard thing to forget once you, yeah. Yeah. Well, I forgot a lot about, about a lot of this stuff, but, um, the coat though, that played a thing part earlier season that, you know, like, Oh, it has evidence in it. Well, now they're kind of alluding to like, maybe the ticket's still in that coat. We need to track that coat down. Well, no, they took the, co- the they took the ticket out of the coat when they donated it. 
Oh, they did. So they're just trying to val- verify that they knew that the ticket was untorn. Right. Because she brings up the Hughes, and Hughes is kind of like searching like in her head, like, maybe it's somewhere. At least somebody references time passing in the show. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I mean, that's essentially the entirety of that plot. Yeah, when does this episode take place? I did not write it down. All right, I think it's got a, it's all relative, you know. Yeah, this, it's timeline a timeline is not. The season's as really moving fast. Yeah. Uh, where do we go from here? Oh, well, downstairs, Pat Moore's still looking to buy a cottage. Yep. Uh, this is a fun story. Yeah, she's so got. So yeah. she wants to go look at this cottage, mm-hmm. and she's gonna take Mrs. Hughes with her. Yeah, and Mister Carson is like. I really would like to come. And Hughes is like, she probably would like you to go, but she, you guys are still kind of uneven because of the, you know, the war memorial stuff. Yeah. So Carson's like, well, this will be the olive branch. And then <laughs> Pat Moore is like, is this the olive branch? And it's like, yep. Yeah. So they go, and it's a nice looking house. Yeah. And I mean, they, they say like, what about the stove? And they look over at this like dingy looking like fireplace, but... Patmore seems happy with it. Yeah. And it gets the wheels uh, spinning in uh, Carson's head because he's like, oh, this would be nice to have when we retire. And he's like, I ain't retiring, man. <laughs> this well, ain't said, happening. He says to Hughes, he's like, would you like to invest in a property with well, me? Well, that's how it comes back around is later oh. in the episode. He says, oh, okay. would you want to invest in a property with me? And she's like, oh, I don't know. And then he walks out of the room and she she's smiles. Like, she's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, trying to be, he's not trying to be too untoward towards her. But, uh, he, oh. He's Carson's had designs for her for a while, it feels like. And I feel they, like they're such a team. Yeah. And this makes sense. Do it you, does. But do you think there's attraction between them two? I think Carson's attracted to her, but is she attracted to Carson? I think so. Yeah? I think there's a, is a, a, it's, a I think it's mutual respect. And that's the, the I feel that's like, the attraction, not like a not a feral attraction. I mean, who knows? I feel like <laughs> okay. when they get to that age and they've been working together, they're kinda like a married couple already. Yeah. That's fair. But there, there's something's... Why, why'd you wait five seasons for this, Julian? A work husband, work wife, taking the next step. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. She's... That's what they're sitting around when, like, Carson's out there and just like, my work husband is... <laughs> he's causing real trouble with this war what, what, memorial he, this week. He's adopted, like, a southern accent when she talks to her friends. Yeah, like, I mean, that's like, they gossip. You know, that Carson. <laughs> Let me tell you something about him. Um, so, yeah, anyways, um, Daisy downstairs, though... Uh, She's starting to work hard to not let down Miss Bunting. She wants to keep on with her education. Mm-hmm. So she's been reading about the Spanish secession, as you do to keep your, your studies going after yeah, school. Sure. Uh, and Mosley overhears it, and he's like, oh, I could help. And then he has a book for her. And she's like, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, it's on the Cambridge Modern History book. It was given to Mosley for his 40th birthday by his dad. <laughs> what a winning so thing. So it's 11 years old. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things he has to say to be like, I'm not trying to hit on you. You know, I'm a loser because mm-hmm. <laughs> my a, dad gave me this book. Baxter's the one that I'm after. Yeah, clearly. Um, so it's like he just wants to actually, you know, support her in her reading and everything. And it's kind of funny because later on, Mosley catches up with her and she's actually reading the freaking tomb of a book that he hands off to her. And they have a brief discussion where it's like, when did you leave school? And mm-hmm. Mosley left school when he was 12. Yeah. So he's not so that much smarter than her. <laughs> not that dumb. My dad stopped learning when I was twelve. Come on, come on, man! You got real. Uh, cut that out. You got like edit that. <laughs> I'm laying tar on the road. I don't think listeners are going to appreciate that. <laughs> what? I don't like know. an old Warner Brothers cartoon? That's dumb. <laughs> that's mostly. I yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, but they make some small chat, and uh, he offers to help in teaching uh, her. 
uh, picking up where Bunting left off. Um, yeah, he says he's not good at math, but he's a history buff. Yeah. So cool. That's all right. Cool. New team ups. Mm-hmm. Sure. So is the last thing downstairs the cops coming again? <laughs> oh God. I wish this would end. This is just so dumb. I did like that the cops showed up and they want to talk to Baxter. Baxter. Oh, here we go. Let's tie it up full circle. Because yeah. Bates snitched on Baxter about Baxter knowing something about the Bateses. Yeah. So the cops are like, We heard you know something. She and like, by the way, weren't you in jail? <laughs> yeah, Miss Houston she's like, What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and then at the at the very that's you know, it's a bunch of nothing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then Hughes is like, does her ladyship know? And Baxter's like, yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, she kind of gives him a, like a, a cold lead to like follow up on, but it ain't going to lead to anything. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Downstairs, that's like four different plot lines going on. That's a lot. Yeah. Julian's packing it and, and it's not all interesting. <laughs> no, but it's good for everyone to see. It's like kind of like this thing where it's like you got a loaded roster and the fans are asking to see something of their like their character every week, so he's like, he's got to do it. He's got to do the character <laughs> service for the people, you know. You gotta, you gotta get us our little squash match. They, they even had a moment there where, um, you know, Bates is in the room with Anna, and when Anna leaves the room, they have this maid we don't even know, Lily or something. She comes in the room to help Bates with something. It's like, who the hell is this person downstairs? I have not yeah, seen and, her. And they refer to Edith's lady maid briefly too. They're like, what about Meh? And just like, Meh? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. Her name? Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Meh. So he's trying to expand the cast, maybe. But yeah, sure. I don't know. Well, what's going on upstairs? What what kicks off this episode? Telegram. A telegram for Edith. It ain't good news, though. It ain't looking the good. The lawyer is coming. Yeah. And uh, it's the news they fear. Right. Everyone's assuming, like, oh, we already knew this and everything. But, uh... Hitler did it. It, it was still real to Edith, damn it. <laughs> she, she still believed that Gregson was out there somewhere. Well, she, you know, you feel for her. Yeah. And she gets news, and everyone's just like... Decanese man. <laughs> That's literally everyone to Edith. It's so weird. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Uh, like Barrow's even like the like downstairs Barrow's like the dude's been dead a year. Why is she so like upset about it? Um but I get it. I get it's like Edith, like she wants to believe against all hope that like maybe he, he's still alive. Um but we find out it was uh what does Robert call them? It was uh the brown shirts. It was no, he said like it was Hail Hitler and his uh gang of like like bruisers or something like that it's something ridiculous they say well hitler is in jail at least he'll serve his time yeah 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 um but this kind of like triggers edith because you know there's uh an event going on uh, well no so gillingham and uh blake. blake are wanting to come around to the mansion they're in a and, horse race yeah there's a whole like thing going on and everyone's like kind of moving moving on already and Edith is like I haven't I just found out about this. Well they 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 have to address the fact that they're not going to go into full mourning because he wasn't family. They weren't engaged. Right. Uh, so Edith is the only one wearing black. The rest of them are acting like nothing happened. Right. And And they're not being very respectful to Edith either. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just part of the course for them with Edith. But oh, yeah. like, I mean, and it's funny, too, because so this episode begins with Robert and Cora still being on frosty relations. And, you know, Robert's kind of there for Edith, but it kind of keeps Cora arm's length for being there for Edith because, you know, he's just like, I'll tend to this with her, you know? like Yeah, he's like, don't be in the room with me. And well, I think he means that more. I'm sure if Cora spoke up about. But she also doesn't. But she also sits in the room and says to her family, "What a poor girl." It's like, yeah, go for your, go be there for your daughter, Cora. Like, come yeah. on, go be there for the rent of the litter, please. Yeah, um, and well, because everything kind of ties into the the wrap up with 
Edith in the storyline. But so the Cor and Robert thing after the Brickers blow up last week, this is a really good moment. Oh yeah, this is a great moment. So Robert's in bed by himself. He hasn't told Bates that he's sleeping on his own. He just I guess he gets dressed in a different room and then just, like just shuffles <laughs> off to his side room or something. It's his house. Yeah, it's true it is. Um and Cora's like, come back to bed, honey. Come and on. He's like, I don't know. Yeah. And she says, if you have never had a flirtation or led a woman the wrong way, I expect you back in my bed tonight. Oh, it is very curt, Cora. She's yeah. very staccato. Yeah. Da, da, I expect you back in my bed tonight, Robert. Yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> I know you're a flirt. It's the most <laughs> like, you know, like three camera set sitcom. The crowd goes, oh, yeah. Robert rolls his eyes and goes, well, I guess I got it. Yeah, go. no, he literally turns in bed and like huffs and puffs, and he's like, <sighs> and that's the end of that. He's back in bed with her because we all know we saw in season two when Robert was making out with uh that oh, Jane. Oh yeah, that was that was some fun times. But yeah, he no, you ain't, you ain't as clean in this as uh, you want to think, Robert. So and they're back together. And that, they do briefly discuss Pricker. They're like, yeah, we Cora didn't want him there. Yeah, so so there's that. It's just long enough for yeah Robert to be there on either side, you know. So. uh I guess Edith. Well, Mary uh, is the. Do you want to go go jump to Mary? Yeah, because there's a bit of a blow up in there. So Mary has the the two men coming back to down. I'm beginning to get a little bit tired out with this whole string here. Like she's been playing them long enough, you know. Like yeah, that's true. Let's just, let's just move on with this. And so, because we're still at almost like square one where we've been with these guys all, the whole time, um, she decides she wants to like make them hot for her, make them like a little. Keep keep leaning them on. So she gets a haircut. Oh yeah, she looks like she got that vixen haircut. Yep. Um, and the barber's like, and most women look like bald men or some yeah. dumb and, line like that. And he's like talking with like a French accent. And then as soon as Mary walks, like, he switches to like an English accent with whoever he's talking to. It's like, I don't know. Is this like a weird like, huh? Like, is she paying like a guy who she thinks is better than he is or something? Like, he's got a French accent when he's working on her hair. Um. She quips that she's going to make her father explode with that haircut. It's like, <laughs> whoa! I, I don't, I don't know if anyone wants to make their parents explode. <laughs> um, so she shows up with that haircut, and everyone's like, "Woo!" Although Robert's like, "Yeah." And the dowager says, "Oh, it is you. I thought it was a man wearing your clothes." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Robert's like, "Actually, this it didn't make him explode. It's like, oh, this is what I expect from you." Um, but Edith is not happy. No. She's like, oh, my husband is just, or my boy was just confirmed to be dead yesterday by Hell Hitler. I ever heard of him. <laughs> and you are parading around here with that hair. It's like, it is really bad. It is bad Everything taste. Everything is in poor taste for all these people. Yeah. It is the wrong time for yeah them to be gallivanting around Edith. And like, it is bad on Edith to be like spiteful towards them because it's just like, she kind of like oversteps it. Like initially, it's like, yeah, you have the right to be mad, Edith. And then she can like oversteps it, like, you're just the worst and arrogant. Whatever. It's like, all right, all right. but you can't really blame her. I get she's where she's in at. Mourning. Yeah, she's totally in mourning. And we need to rewind and say that Edith did go to the Drews upon hearing about uh, Mister uh, Gregson. Gilly, Gregson, not Gilly, yeah, no. uh, Mister Gregson's death, and it is done. Yeah, Mrs. Drew is like, no. Yeah, stop coming around here. here. No more. Yeah, and Mister Drew's like, sorry. What can I do? You know. Um, so now we fast forward and we're back here where we are. So she's like, her man is definitely dead. Yeah. She can't go see her daughter. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The last straw has broken. So Edith goes back to the Drews and is just like, Mary goes. Well, well, we that happens after. <clears throat> excuse oh. me. 
everyone goes to the race aside from Branson. Yeah, so the party that's supposed to go on with everyone, the reason why they're all in attendance. Yeah, so Branson stays back because he doesn't like that stuff. Yeah. And Edith is like, I'm leaving. And Branson's like, really? I'm leaving? Also, beforehand, she's like, yeah, when she's leaving, she's like, and just know, Branson, don't let the world change you or whatever. Be your own man. You're the best. How many episodes do we get of someone telling Branson, don't ever change. You're the best. And he's just like, thanks. Like, I feel like we've gotten that like at least like six or seven times now. It's like, what the hell? Like, all right. Yeah. yeah. So she goes to mm-hmm. the Drews. Yeah. In a very telling scene. Right. And she's like, that's my baby. Yeah. Marigold's mine. And Drew, Miss Drew is understandably upset especially at mr drew too well edith produces a birth certificate yeah in french with her signature yeah and mrs drew just takes it and rips it up <laughs> and then like, Mi- that's illegal that's got to be illegal right but the edith is like i got many other ones or whatever and she just pulls one from behind like, her back I got, I got all these <laughs> yeah yeah she keeps ripping them up and they just keep going um so and then she's like but Mr. you told me and mr drew's like i made that story up yeah, he's got a lot of explaining to do. Like, Edith just homewrecked on another level. She literally... Oh, yeah, it, just incepted their brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She 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 was not part of this family. She made herself part of this family and just ruined it. And it shows... Congratulations, that, But it Edith. shows... I think it shows uh, the flaws of, of, you know, Mrs. Mr. Drew couldn't trust Mrs. Drew yeah. with this information. Right. So maybe, and now Mrs. Drew is like, oh, God. Yeah. Like... I mean, it probably speaks to the flaws in that relationship. So, but uh, Mr. Drew, I, I was unaware that he had forged this letter himself mm-hmm. and done this all this lying himself. I mean, we we knew he's been withholding, right? But he, that's a blow up. That's yeah. an epic Downton blow up. Yeah, I I the did. Pig, the pig man is not. He, he's he's gonna go oink oink tonight. Oh, yeah, he's in the pig den. Uh, but I did have this moment of feeling like. Hell yeah, Edith. Get your child. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, everyone's been putting you down and everything. Live your life. She's going to go away and just raise this kid. Like, that's what you should have done from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares about the haters? You know, as much as people tell Branson you're okay, you're okay, Edith, okay? Live your own life. You don't need Mary. Because Mary is, like, next level, like, awful towards this, to yeah. this episode. Even in that scene where she's talking to Anna, like, everyone knows he's dead. Why should I care? It's like, that's your sister. Mm-hmm. Like and Anna's it, like, this isn't appropriate. She's like, well, between you and me. And then Anna's like, I didn't tell my husband about your birth control book, so stop being mean. Yeah, you're... Well, she should have said that. Yeah. But, like, you, I get the sense, like, from uh, Julian Fellows that, like, you know, Mary's kind of been, like, awful, you know, towards Edith. And, mm-hmm. Like, it, but I feel like it's really scaled in terms of just negativity because I think he's, like, playing up, like, oh, this is what the fans want to see. But now, like, it's almost, like, irredeemably, you're just kind of a awful sister to Edith like oh, very yeah. like, I don't think that's yeah. undeniable yeah well, Sybil's Sybil was dying right and they had that moment where uh, Mary's like let's be together the three of us for one moment yeah and then because you know we're not gonna get along yeah I, you just wish someone would be there for Edith right now it's just like gosh well now she's got Marigold and she's got Marigold that's the, the thing the episode ends with them in a hotel and they're gonna and get she- champagne and ice cream baby don't know about that for the parenting Sure. Yeah, I don't know if the kids can eat the ice cream yet, or uh, or have the champagne. I mean, don't hold back. Uh, <laughs> Got to get the kids drinking early soon, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, so that that's really that for for Edith. Edith, do you want to jump across to the old Crawley house? Yeah. We have a new character. Who? Mrs. Danker. Oh God. <laughs> As oh. we saw in the film Turn of the Screw. <laughs> Yeah, Miss Denker, Denker. you want to speak about heels. She this is. woman looks 
mean. Yeah, she does not look like a pleasant person she at was all. Typecast, she's typecast as like mean aunt and everything. Why, why was she she hired? Who is because she? Because remember how the last episode, the ladies made left, and they were all oh. concerned that Sprat was like that was she had Sprat or Sprat had her wrapped around her finger. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Now, <laughs> they hired a woman who doesn't know how to wash clothes. That's not true. She's just doing things differently. She's washing the clothes in the sink or something like that. That doesn't mean she doesn't know how to do it. Sprat is upset. Yeah. We get like pouty, moody Sprat. Right. He he says um, she's refusing to wash your little things. Yeah. Because I guess they usually send most of the laundry to the big house. Yeah. And Danker wants to to wash some of it. Mm Mm-hmm. But Sprat disagrees and he starts like boiling over and he's like... She yeah. won't wash your and then you know it's like just Sprat being weird and Danker's like I don't want to like move to the beat of this guy's drum and the Dowager's just like living in it. She's also kind of like allegedly shouting, you know, at the top of her lungs, according mm-hmm. to Sprat and stuff. Like I don't know, you also get the sense from Violet she's not sure of this lady too, because like when they go to the Russian um, soup kitchen. Yeah, like she's like, you can just stay outside, you know. Uh, well, I mean, I, mean, I, wouldn't want I mean, she's made with Kerrigan, but like, she's like, Danker's already judging it, and like, Violet's like, whatever, you know, don't question what the hell I'm doing, you know. I feel like they're bonding. Maybe it's just because they want Danker to feel important at the gate. I don't call it bonding, but well, maybe not bonding because yeah. the Dowager's cold. Yeah, the Dowager is using her in a way that we haven't seen her use like staff before. I guess. Yeah. Well, welcome to the. Welcome to Show. the full Danker. <laughs> yeah, you're here. So yeah, Violet meets with Kurt again, and uh, just lets him know that there's a a woman. Uh, his, his princess yeah, is princess still Kurgan, she, she may still be out there. She may be in Hong Kong. And he kind of keeps referencing like there's more than we know about like what they got up to him and Violet. Oh yeah, he's like this isn't our, this our isn't the first secret meeting. Yeah, our first assignment. Um, and he says like you know I've loved you more than I ever loved her and you loved me more than you ever loved your your husband. She's like Violet's like no 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 no. But he's like yeah huh. Well he's like you can still be happy and live your life and still like long for something. Yeah. And I think that's what they're I, getting at. Yeah, I get the sense. Which is of- really weird because it's like we may have found your your wife and he's like, but I have loved you a long time. Yeah, I, I want to be with you. I hope she's time. actually not alive. <laughs> I would actually prefer it if she's not alive. It's very much good for me to yeah. live in crappy hotel in church. <laughs> yeah, soup. I'm the world's most interesting man. <laughs> uh, so that's where that is this episode. And then uh, Isabel decides she's going to say something to Merton. She's going to go for it or so she's saying. Yeah, we don't see Merton this episode, but she relays. She keeps Violet waiting. And she relays to her later like, yeah, I'm going to do it. It's another adventure. So why not? I'm going to go for uh, Merton. And Violet kind of feigns like, oh, okay, that's the last after her. Oh, good for you. As you can see, she's totally troubled in her face. You can just read it. Like, she's jealous. She is a little jealous of Isabel. Mm-hmm. As, as she should be. Because, like, you know, who is Isabel to have more money over than her? Yeah. Yeah. What else is going on? Is that really it aside from the old uh, well, we haven't the come, horse race? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the, the main uh, event. Aldridge has come. Oh yeah, there's more him. So uh, yeah, Cora, the guy who met Cora last week. They, it seems like they've Cora, kept Rose. not Cora Rose. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ro- yeah, blah blah blah. blah. Uh, they keep they've been talking a lot. Yeah, flirting. And uh, they're at the horse race at the end of the episode. Uh, the parents are introduced, and Isabel makes mention to the Dowager that they're Jewish, and the Dowager like scoffs. Yeah, 
She's like, yeah, now I've heard everything. Or it's always something she says. Yep. Which is fair. It's like, oh, man, why? why? But it seems like he's a good enough guy. Yep. Even if a little boring. But, I mean, he if he if he went to a soup kitchen, he's got to be fine. He's yeah. got to be a fine guy. Yeah, he's, and he also, Rose has got the hots for him, for sure. Yeah, and I think he spared her his clothes to uh, marry to wear or something. Or like he, had, he let them change in their house. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So he may come over and uh, meet the family. Yeah. He, uh, they're invited the parents are The parents will come <laughs> the over. The whole family. Yeah. So we'll see where that leads for Lady Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So let's get to the horse race. This is one scene from the show that I feel like there's been a lot of images that float around for Downton Abbey online just because it has a very specific look. Yeah. Um, You got the new haircut debut from Mary. You got her in that that suit. Um, It's just a very striking look for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because she's going to be riding the horses too along with the men, which is, I guess, a a recent change. She's also not the only woman doing it. Maybelline Fox is back. I, <laughs> Arr, I told you she'd be back. What, what does the fox say? She tells Mary, I resent you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As she should. I, I love it. I love this Maybelline Fox. I want to see a show with her. Um, yeah, she's riding the, the... It's kind of funny. You get the sense like, oh, Mary's copying her hairstyle. Because she already had the... But she's the got short, like a cr- curls in it. A little bit of curl. I mean, it's not easy yeah. to flatten that stuff. So she shows up and she's like, oh, Tony... Tony, 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 Tony. Tony. <laughs> How are you? She like kisses him on the face, like, and then oh, like she goes near up lips. to Blake, and she's like, "Oh, hey!" And Blake's like, "It's all going according to plan." He's still, ah, yeah, still masterminding this whole thing. Um, and again, I think honestly, Gillingham would be better for Maybelline Fox. Like, you know, it's not Maybelline like the makeup. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, but yeah, they all get on their horses and they go riding. And Mary wins for the ladies. And what yeah. I did, I, I wrote this down. They do not know. Not that they should. Yeah. They don't know how to direct action. On no, how to make it look exciting. This horse exciting. race is so dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just very basic. Uh, also, I was like wondering about those horses. Like, that had to be dangerous. They're so close to each other. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's a horse race. I guess that is. <laughs> that is. Uh, they even get a little uh, callback of uh, Sibby saying to Robert, like, can I have a look donk? Because, you know, as she calls Robert, <laughs> I am the donk. Um, I kind of actually want to see Maybelline Fox beat um beat Mary, but she was just like, you know, I'm just happy to actually ride the horse, which is like that's fine. That and suits see, a person like see, you. She's like, her and Tony are like good for each other. Yeah, they actually pair well. Honestly, I think she's an upgrade over Mary, who can be a little bit too frosty. I feel like for Tony, yeah. I think I got a thing for Maybelline Fox. Maybe that's what it is. Uh oh. <laughs> hey oh, TV characters from 1920s. Who knew? Um, but uh. Yeah, so we'll see. This is still progressing, you know. Um, I think it's yeah, the wheels are in motion, and it seems like things are going well. Tony did not seem to be all that, considering Mary was like, "I don't want to marry you," like yeah. two episodes ago, and Tony was was very upset about it and saying like, "This is not how this goes." I'm gonna have it my he, way. He's he's like, "Give me what I want." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my terms. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty good about like fawning over Mabel Lane Fox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he can move on, hopefully, and that'll be just... And you gotta say, Blake is a... Uh, he's not overtly being, like, flirty with Mary. No. He's playing the game. Yeah, yeah. He's playing it right. He's playing hard to get. But Mary can see that the wheels are in motion, and... Yeah. We'll see how that resolves. But yeah. I'm, I'm just happy to get to the end of this whole, like, will she, won't she with these two guys. It's just been going on way too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's about the whole episode, huh? You're forgetting one of the most important storylines in this episode. What? 
it's in the back. Oh yeah, geez, yeah, of course. <laughs> so <laughs> well after he, after last week, yeah, yeah, one of the most important players last week. Yeah, the triumphant Isis the dog from last week. She is uh, listless. Yeah, uh, I mean, you th- and you think you know it's when Edith gets news. Maybe that's why you know the Isis is. Is that really why you thought? I don't know. We don't know. But the the uh, Isis is lying on the side of the on the side of the the couch. So we don't know what's going on with her. They they played again in the second scene where the poor dog is not looking well. So we'll see where this goes for Isis. Hope she can rebound next week. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, she's been, okay. Maybe she got hold of some of the saline that you know Barrow what? had, you know? She she did so much in the Mixed Match Challenge. She's <laughs> she all tired tuckered her, out. She's tuckered out, yeah. We'll see. We're, you know, yeah. We did repeatedly refer to Isis as a he. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I was editing that episode. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. I really hope there's not Isis. Hashtag Isis the dog fans that are going to come at us. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the episode. And, uh, was this a good episode? Yeah, how could it not be? It, it was, was a busy e- episode. I don't know if it was e- a good episode. It was a very necessary episode, I think. Yeah, that's a, maybe it wasn't the most entertaining, and it it wasn't like super. It didn't feel super dense. It felt like a lot though, but like, it didn't. It so didn't feel lines. like it, it wasn't. It didn't feel bloated. It was definitely the the episode that sets up the end of the season run. That, mm-hmm. That's definitely what it was. Where yeah, we're we're tilting upwards to go down. Yeah. Uh, so any other good quotes from this episode? I have uh, the Dowager says all this endless thinking is very overrated. And we <laughs> yeah. didn't think of anything before 1914. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Taking a day to think about stuff. Oh, I love Miss Drew saying to Mr. Drew, you lied and cheated and used me shamefully. If you'd taken a mistress, it couldn't have been more false. Whew. Mr. Drew's got some explaining to do. Bates says to Anna, he found a cunning piece of equipment <laughs> <laughs> to make sure there are no baby bits. Yeah. 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 Hey, boy. Um, Mary said, "Of course it was terrible. What do you think he was living in a tree?" <laughs> oh man! And Bun- uh, Daisy says that uh, because she's learning and because of Bunting, women are being set free. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Oh, oh, we do see in this episode Robert and uh, Branson and Mary debating about the housing they should oh, take yeah. on, and they opt for the, the cheaper one just because. Uh, well, I guess the war they say exposed the poor living conditions. Yeah, yeah. It's like an A one population living in C three homes, so they can like that. upgrade it just a little bit. But uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Mary tells Maybelline Fox, "Don't be spiky." How dare you be spiky? I like when they put one word in the whole show. Mm-hmm. That's some sort of period relevant slang. Yeah. <laughs> did 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 a. Uh, was it like the 1920s word of the day on 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 whatever website Julian Fellows goes to, where he's like, "Oh, wonderful! I found it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he puts it in there. Yeah. Mary does say Ice is looking quite fat. It's like, come on, Mary, <laughs> come on. Maybe? I wish maybe they say maybe she's pregnant. Yeah. And then Robert's like, "No." All right, so we got the power rankings. Who is down for you this week? In third place, I couldn't let her off the hook, Edith. Okay. She has probably this was a very tough episode to quantify. Yeah. There's a lot of ups and downs and like sure. bad stuff that winds up being good stuff. Yeah. Uh Edith obviously Gregson's dead. Mm-hmm. And her her lie is exposed. But at the end of the episode she's got she's got her baby and she's off and they're gonna have champagne and ice cream. Yeah. Can't really say it's true. It's the worst. Yeah. Well, number three I got Spratt. He's oh, got he's, confused. he's got to deal with Miss Danker now. <laughs> that just seems like it's a problem. Okay. Welcome to the ranking spread. I think if you weren't already on him. Well, okay. Number two, I have uh, Mr. Barrow and his, and his uh, 
It's Mr. Barrow. But. Yeah, the, the infection and all that because stuff. Because regardless of the fact that he does rebound it in the episode, he has spent a lot of money on this treatment, which yeah. is all fake. Again, yeah. He's, he's, he's been uh, talking He chose the wrong the, path. The, yeah, he yeah. chose wrong. And who's, number, who's down? This was tough, but I put it's a it's a couple. Same here. Mr. and Mrs. Drew. Same here. Yeah. I mean, it's inarguable. This, this family is in ruins now because of Edith. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. No, they had to be number one. Yeah, I mean, it's really like, yeah. because everybody who has a bad week gets redeemed. Right. So I was like, I wanted to put Edith on the upside, but she doesn't deserve it. I want to put Barrow, like, mm-hmm. you know, you have somebody that you can, that has overlooked you outwardly, turning them to the cops. Yeah. But yeah, did the Drews? Yeah. No, Mrs. Right. And Mrs. Drew is definitely crazy and, yeah. and loud and it's not unjustified. Un- She's acting crazy. She's not crazy. Understandably upset. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Sure. Drew, you, you, you're in the dog Congratulations, house. You're in the you house. yourself. Yeah. Who do you got going up? I got Cora at number three. Number, that, what? Cora? That, just because of that little, that little she, verbal jab? She corrects that ship real quick. She I, just goes, Rob, she, Robert, kiss my ass. Literally. Yeah, yeah. She spent three weeks trending downwards, and then within the span of one scene, she just course corrects, and she's back. You know? She's just like, give me what I want, and then that's it. Drops the mic and walks out. Yeah. yeah Coming yeah. dead. Yeah. And well, I got another couple on the upswing. Okay. The Bateses. Yeah. Because that cunning piece of equipment was not to stop Anna from having a murderous baby. They've cleared mm-hmm. the air. Yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, well, at number two, I have Edith. Because... Okay. Uh, I got Edith. Wait, what? No, I got Edith? No. I got Edith. I got Edith on the up, down, and up. I, well, I debated <laughs> that, but I wasn't sure of the legality of that. Uh Oh boy, I don't. I'm looking up. I didn't even read that. I was reading my down notes. Me too. She's number two. For She's you, number Edith? two. I mean, yeah, she had a she. She took control of her life. I, I really respect that. I mean, she can't be number one just because she found out the news that her lover is dead. But she's got her baby, and she's on the right track. And it yeah. couldn't be a more powerful moment for her. She she sliced the Drews family in half. <laughs> Speaks to her power. Yeah. Well, who's number one then? The Anna. After a whole season and a half of dread and everything, I think this is finally it. She's on the correct path. Unless the freaking Sergeant Willis comes back again, this is this is it. She. I have a feeling <laughs> this is ain't it. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> you also said Maybelline Fox wasn't coming back, and she came back. That's true. So I'm surprised you didn't have her at number one. <laughs> she's always my number one. That's that's <laughs> she's in the Hall of Fame. Well, my number one, Mary. You ever see somebody fuss so much about a haircut? Sybil came in wearing pants. That's true. She Branson went... stared in the window, and everyone's like, "Oh, pants, cool." Yeah, yeah she won the horse race. She won the horse race. This plan is in effect. Yeah, Blake is the better man, right? And if you don't agree, hit yeah. us up on the Twitter. I just couldn't good conscience put her up there because the way she, how awful she was towards Edith, and then everybody was awful towards Edith. She, she was particularly felt, awful. She felt awful, and then like no one reacted to the hair. I couldn't think quite as much as she wanted them to. It's like, you know. Well, Blake and Gillingham might have. Yeah, that's that's true. I just, yeah. Negative Nancy. All right. Well, that wraps this one up. Yeah. Three more episodes of season five, and then we enter the last season of Downton Abbey. It is almost here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you believe it? No, no. But it feels like this has been going on for a while. It's It's gone on for long enough that I can barely remember things now from season one or two. I have to listen to our old podcast to just get myself up to speed on those. Well, uh, Maybe. Maybe. But uh, yeah, if you want to hear more of us, or you want to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, 
Facebook, we're we're on there. Send us messages. Add us. Yeah. Let us know how you feel about the episodes week to week. How you feel about the power rankings? Please leave us reviews on uh, iTunes uh, if you want to. You know, just support the podcast. And if you also want to give us money, Patreon dollar a month gets you access to our Lords of Grantham Lounge. Yeah. On Facebook, which is a nice little chill place to come talk to and talk whatever it is about our podcast. Five dollars a month gets you access to that as well, and a bonus episode. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, we have two in the can for our listeners. They're nothing to do with what we do, but uh, yeah. they're more of us. So if you're giving yeah. us money, you must like us a little bit. So I hope. Listen yeah. to us talk about other stuff. So yeah. all that. And I uh, uh, hope you all enjoyed WrestleMania if you watched it. Yeah. We uh, we don't know whether or not we did because we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So we'll be back in a week of another episode. or Yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, uh, again, I'll... I'll Nobody's sick, but my band is booked for uh, Nohegan Sun Poconos next Saturday. So what are we to tell our fans if they show up again in the Poconos <laughs> and you're not there again? Uh, we should be there. <laughs> okay. I think we all got the sickness out of our systems. Okay. All right. So and you this, heard it this there. This might be it for uh, the Poconos. They might get rid of bands on well, you, Saturday night. You guys have a re- spoiler. You guys are recording an album in June. We're going to record half an album in June. So there could be another trip to the Poconos after that. Maybe. I mean, maybe yeah. we'll just go for fun. Yeah. All right, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. All right. So, as always, all that stuff we said. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for letting us hit a huge milestone this week. 10,000 10,000 is is awesome. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, And we'll see you next week as we round out season five. Yeah. Bye bye.